Welcome to Grow Your Influence Tree with your host, Leonard Kim. This is the show especially for those that want to be among the top influencers of the world. We'll help you build your brand, tell the most compelling story, build your reputation and grow your audience, and attract the top clients and customers. Listen to the experts. Think like they do, and you'll be on your way. Now, here's Leonard Kim. Hey everyone, Larry Kim here for another great week for Grow Your Influence Tree. A lot of cool things have happened this weekend. Let me tell you about the most amazing one that happened. It was kind of my decision to go out there and reclaim a little bit of that rest that I've been losing in the last few weeks. I've... I've learned this new word. It's called no. And when people have been asking me for things, I've just been like, nope, no bandwidth. Sorry, can't help you. Nope, not going to do that. Not going to do that. Not going to do that. And it's such an amazing word to say. I don't know if anyone on this line or who's listening has ever tried saying no before, but I kind of got my life out of balance by going about my schedule and taking my regular 50 to 60 hour work weeks up to about 80 to 90 after uh, my wife decided to uh, leave her uh, profession and her career and it's just taken a huge toll on me and I realized that a lot of my creativity has dropped, a lot of interesting things have happened, a lot of uh, fights that were probably unnecessary. But as I'm reclaiming the sleep, it's kind of amazing to just see how much better life actually just gets. Uh, today, we have a great guest with us today. Her name's Dr. Linda F. Williams. Uh, she's a psychotherapist and also a life coach. And she wrote a very interesting book called Whose Apple Is It Anyway, which has won a ton of uh, different awards. I wanted to let Linda, take a moment to introduce yourself. Uh, Linda, why don't you uh, tell everyone a little bit about who you are, what you do, and things like that. Well, I'm an executive coach, and I chose to deal with C-suite executives because I myself had gone through life, and I was rocking the boardroom the whole time my personal life was chaotic. It was just falling apart. I've never accomplished a darn thing in my life where my personal life wasn't just completely in trauma mode. And I realized that many times there are many out there who, as I did, started focusing on my career as opposed to addressing what I was ignoring in my personal life. The problem with that for me was that it caught up with me. I couldn't get away with trying to run from myself, so to speak. So I'm here to show people how, based on their authentic selves, their careers should never outshine their personal lives. I, I could see that being a huge problem, like looking at our world for like the last few decades, a lot of emphasis has been put on like keeping up with the Joneses, who could get the bigger house, who could get the bigger car, who could showcase that they're making more money, who's uh, who's got more things. And it's turned into a heavily work-driven environment where a lot of people are going out there and just investing basically a lot of their free time back into work and uh, it's kind of turned into a little era where 
I guess Gary Vaynerchuk has said something like, we wear our lack of sleep and our work as like a badge of honor. And it's kind of interesting that he would say that, considering that a lot of his people at his agency are like work to the core. But anyways, I, I do see that kind of being this compelling problem where a lot of people have ended up into this situation where they're like, oh, yeah, now I make 100 grand a year. Now I make 250 grand a year. Now I have $10 million a year. But uh, my entire personal life is completely in shambles. And uh, I think me personally, in the last few weeks, while I've been trying to like flip around my work schedule, I, I think if I kept going down that path, I could have probably ended up in the same place. So I can definitely understand yeah. the need for what you're doing. Well, Gary, yeah, he's he's a he's a personality epitomized. That dude is constantly off the chain and running 100 miles an hour. But this is what I heard in everything you said, and this was the lesson I had to learn, Leonard. Off focus. Two simple words. Off focus. I cannot tell you how much money I wasted chasing those those webinars and I did it this way and how I made a million dollars and pictures of their cars and garages full of cars and big mansions and sign up for this, do this, do that. I wasted so much darn money and time. Why? Because number one, I didn't have a mentor in my corner who had been there and done that. Number two, I'm chasing everybody else's dreams. It was a waste of money. Why? Because I'm on this earth, you're on this earth, everybody's on this earth for their own specific reason. If we tie into that reason, that purpose, that truth of who we truly are, then we become not only resistant to disruption, but we become more powerful in our marketing because if you follow the belief as I do that the reason each of us are breathing with a belly button is because there's a certain specific reason that's not selfish for us to be here, then we've got to know that in order to be all of that, Leonard, we have got to be true to who we are. Problem, all focus. We don't know who the heck that is. We can't figure out who the heck that is because we're chasing everybody else's methodology, chasing everybody else's dream, chasing everybody else's formula for success. Well, if indeed my purpose and my reason and the way I'm supposed to be out here is tied is exactly like theirs are, then one of the two are behind is unnecessary. Okay? And so it took me forever. Now, I'm well into my 60s, okay, and I can tell you that these truths just began to come to me as I wrote that book and as I lived the last six years of my life. Wow, that's crazy to go over 50 years kind of living down that path and then having these last six years really reveal the truth to you. And yeah. I, I really agree with you. There are not that many reasons why people are on this earth. I mean, like off the top of my head, I could probably think of like 10 to 15 reasons that we're here. And sure, some of them are selfish, like eating, sleeping, going in out, out and having fun. But then fundamentally, 
fundamentally, I mean, uh, people have a desire to like connect. They have a desire to make a difference. They have a de- desire to go and change things. Like not all of these things are really as selfish as we would assume them to be. And I think people have a genuinely innate desire to go out there and help others. Like, yeah. for example, yeah. when I kind of put up like my book, uh, my book cover when we first got the rendition back from the publisher, I'm like, oh, what does this look? Should anything be changed? I think we had like 200 different people like chime in and say, oh, here's some advice, here's some advice, here's some advice. I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. so many people want to like mm-hmm. help me? That's so awesome. Cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I don't think that eating, sleeping, and taking care of ourselves is necessarily selfish. I got to tell you, it, it, with especially women, that's one thing. Our mindset is wrong about all that. We're so busy doing for everybody else. We ignore ourselves, which to me can be another avoidance tactic. But this is what I tell you. If there are only 50 widgets in the world to be marketed, okay, then mm-hmm. millions of people may be able to, to, to sell that widget. But the population to whom any individual of us sells that widget is directly tied to our degree of authenticity and ability to step forward in our own truth, acknowledging our own mistakes, and leveraging the lessons we learned to become powerful in what, what we give to other people, you know, market to other people, service to other people, okay? So while we may have a certain number of widgets, there's a specific population that needs that widget that only in the way that we individually can bring that to them. So for me, for example, I'll, I'll give you an example. Uh, I had a conversation with, I used to be a union president, okay? That allowed me to just, I was with the federal government. I could walk up in any manager's office. I didn't have to go through red tape and this one and that one. And I developed a really good relationship with the head guy at my agency. And he was frustrated by some things that I saw as a trained psychotherapist and behaviors. I saw them as deeper issues than the symptoms he was dealing with. And what I was trying to explain to him is you're getting ready to step off into some real dangerous legal ground because you want to deal with this as a strictly behavioral problem. And I'm telling you there's a mental health issue behind it. All right, you Mm. follow me so far? So he looked at me like, I was 14 karat crazy, and this is what I brought back to him. I said, Tim, when I walk in your office, what's walking into your office and the person you're standing here talking to now is someone who was molested at a child, gone through multiple rapes, domestic violence, two or three mental breakdowns. That's what's standing before you now, and he got it, because none of that history did he know about me. None of it. Mm. He knew the power that stood before him. He knew the power that turned around a negative culture just by virtue of doing better myself. See what I'm saying? So whereas anybody else could have walked in there and read him the riot act, the message was more powerful because it was coming from an authenticity point of view. Does, Does that make any sense? 
That that makes a lot of sense. Like in the automotive industry, let's say you have your eyes set on a black Toyota Camry LE with X on the vehicle. And then that car is probably going to be at 20, 30, 40, 50, 500 different dealerships because it's a high produced model. And then right. you walk into one dealership and someone's just trying to like pull the rug from under you. And then you go to another dealership and then someone's like treating you with kindness and love and uh, being their mm-hmm. true authentic self. And you go somewhere else where someone's all distant and it's like they don't even really care. I mean, regardless, that person's going to go out there and buy one of those 50 things that you mentioned. And maybe that Camry is one of those 50 things that they're looking for. But that doesn't mean that they're going to have to go and buy it from the person who's trying to pull the rug from underneath them right. and that definitely right. doesn't mean that they need to go and buy that car from the person who has like zero interest in them and is showing them no right. actual attention they're going to go right. with the person that they like and trust and who actually cares about them and it makes perfect sense because everyone out there is kind of selling the same products when uh, push comes to shove like all they're mm-hmm. doing is just sticking it under their own name or under their own company or their own thing and it's like who really is the one who really cares and gives it you know it's like which right, one is they it can is relate the- to me from where i am and the denouement to your story is powerful leonard why because what's gonna make them buy that widget from you yeah. what's gonna make that person buy it from you i can tell you there's a what's going on out here with the coaching business you know somebody go through something they want to slap coaching on their name okay it's not really <laughs> regulated so anybody can call themselves a coach okay so those who care to go and get certified and have the background to do that then that's even better but they're a dime a freaking dozen yeah. Okay. There are a dime a freaking dozen. And I can't tell you how many times I went around Miss Nelly's house trying to figure out how to market myself because I'm a jack of all trades. I do multiple things, but I cannot market myself like that. So what I had to do is leverage the growth and the shedding of the trauma that occurred when I wrote the book, okay, to determine who am I, who do I really want to reach, and in what section of the population. Now, that's easier said than done. It took me months to settle that down. And I've got to tell you, it pushed. I had to push through some really hard roadblock mindset in order to get to that. Okay? So the thing is, see, look, oh, first of all, congratulations on Ditch the Act, my friend. Oh, thank because you. That's, I couldn't put it down. Awesome. And, I, and I, it was powerful because I've lived that message, okay? Yeah. It was powerful because you guys became transparent in that, okay? Yeah. You're relating to us it, from a transparent standpoint. So in other words, you are the example, okay? You're not just out there telling us ditch the act, who the heck are you really, and what you're scared of, all right? You're sharing your journey through that. And I say in this because one thing I want your audience to walk with is that there is no magic abracadabra wand that any of us can wave over you to make this happen in you. It's an internal process that you must be committed to. 
because 900 times a day you will have an opportunity to do something that's inauthentic in your business, in your marketing, in your social media, in your interactions with other people. You must be committed to this process, and this process is going to pull you through authenticity forces you to break through mindsets that are rooted in the things you think are too true to tell. Too true to tell. And if you move through those roadblocks and you finally can open your mouth and tell that truth, it's freeing and it's powerful and you wonder, what the heck was I waiting for? I love what you just said right there, and I believe so many people go out there and they get lost in the weeds. They're like, oh, I got to do this new marketing tactic that just came out. I got to go and do this other small little thing that happened. And no one's actually taking ownership and showing and displaying the one thing that they own 100%, and that's exactly who they are. Everyone's been around, and everyone's been born, and everyone got to their age today. You could be 5, 15, 25, 55. 105 it doesn't really matter but there's one thing that every single person owns and it's their own story and that story is what goes and takes that token whatever it is coaching um, selling cars or whatever it could be it could be anything that you're doing all you have to do is you have to take your story and lead with who you are because guess what there's only there's only going to be one you and that means no one can compete with you because how are you going to say oh you're better than xyz it's like um there's no comparison from one story to the other like you can't compare an apple to an orange and um with that i mean it sucks that we have to go off to a commercial break right now but uh we're gonna hop off to a commercial break um so, uh, Linda, people can find you at Who's Apple, right? That's correct. Who'sApple.org, W-H-O-S-E dot O-R-G, one-stop shop. Hit me up at that on Twitter as well. Perfect. And you can always find me at Mr. Leonard Kim, and we'll be back after this commercial break. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. It's time to unlock some of the best kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Tuesday at noon Pacific time at 3 p.m. Eastern time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. This is Grow Your Influence Tree. To reach Leonard Kim or his guest, call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop a line by email to hello at leonardkim.com. Now, back to Grow Your Influence Tree. Hey, everyone. Leonard Kim back here with Dr. Linda Williams. Uh, If you've tuned into the first segment, you really got to understand the true power of your story and the stories that are true to uh, too true to tell. And I mean, it's kind of shocking when you really think about it, because when we go in and we examine our lives, we have all these moments that we kind of block away and put into this little box, never to be looked at again. And that's kind of where we put all these bad memories that we have. But why do we store them there? Do we just stick them there because that's where they kind of belong to live? Is it because we're embarrassed or ashamed of them? Or is it because we never want to go and see them again? I know personally, I had a lot of struggle with going out there and thinking of these stories and trying to reflect back and capture them and go and own up to them. But when I did, it was so relieving just to go out there and actually experience myself going and putting something that held me down for so long and allowing myself to get like unshackled from those chains to go and share those stories. And also the empathy, the connection and everything that came from going out there and sharing those stories with others, it was like, oh, wow, this is kind of crazy how this all happens. And I I think um, since... One of your trades, Dr. Uh, Williams, is as a psychotherapist, you've probably seen a lot of this uh, going on and where people go and hide these memories. Like, what, what kind of happens when people hide them and what kind of happens when people go and reveal them? Well, see, trauma. Trauma. Okay, we don't get that. Trauma, unless it's addressed and coped with properly, properly gets re-triggered. With the next trauma, or you can watch somebody else going on, or you know, nine eleven probably brought up a bunch of stuff. Trauma. Some of it, frankly, Leonard, is because our brains can't deal with the pain at the moment, and our brains will shut the, that memory down in order for us to function. Okay, and sometimes in the moment, those things that we automatically do psychologically to cope in the moment get carried into our later lives, okay, without being dealt with. And when you don't deal with it, every time something else comes up, it's like a deep festering wound that, that, that surface heals. You, you don't know what's festering under it, but little things will cause that wound to pop open, and we're reacting in the here and now as if the trauma just happened. We get snatched back to where the original trauma happened. And when that happens, then we're, our reactions are maladaptive. We're, we're treating people, the current situation, as if they are or the situation is as it was when it originally happened. So it, some of it's just a natural psychological way of dealing with the trauma. Uh, mm. For me, in my life, I was living the trauma every dang day. I knew something was wrong and something wasn't right, and I decided to focus elsewhere. I made the decision that I was going to focus on my school and focus on my work. 
But I couldn't outrun myself, so I wound up having an emotional breakdown and having to get some serious help in order to work through whatever the challenges were that I was stuffing. Um, Once you do that, sometimes you can just do it on your own. Sometimes you can do it with a coach. Sometimes you can kind of be challenged by a mentor. But if the trauma is deep enough and entrenched enough, we have to get psychological help with that. We need a mental health professional to walk us through it. So the unfortunate thing about human behavior is that we can never boilerplate it into everybody's lives. We can just give you generals like that, and then specifically with the individual, psychotherapist can see what specifically was going on with that individual. So it's the human condition. To sum up everything I just said, human condition. Hmm. So, so there's the one side of facing or like hiding it, which is due to trauma. What's the other side of like facing it? Um, I can talk that, you know, the reason why I keep coming back to me, Leonard, is because your show is about authenticity. And it would be easy for me to just talk about, well, people this, people that. So what I'm doing is being straight up authentic. With me, I didn't want to face what was going on in my current life. I didn't want to address things that were in my face that I needed to address. And I'll give you an example. I hope you can handle this. So I had mentioned that I had been raped before. Okay. I was stuffing it, blaming myself, acting like that the rapist, you know, he didn't have to own any responsibility for what the heck he did. It was like, I brought it on myself. I made my bed. I could lie in it, which is the root of why I thought that story was too true to tell until I let him own his responsibility in it. I had to own my own responsibility in it. But decades I went with this messed up mindset. And what it led me to do, just like in the dynamic works, whatever you're stuffing, whatever you went through, if you don't deal with it, you keep drawing that in your life. And my life is a prime example because I wound up in a 16-year, you follow me now, 16-year marriage with a man who was a rapist and a sexual predator. I did not know. After we were divorced, that separated, it's all in the news where he's out here raping prostitutes. He's in prison right now for it, okay? So what happened was I was stuffing rapes, internalizing them, not addressing them because of a false mindset that said that I deserved it. And whatever this person did to me, I deserved it. And I wound up drawing it into my life. So what happens is you get little, little, um, just imagine if somebody had you uh, behind a big, dark, opaque curtain, and every once in a while, a little hole would open up in it, you see a flash of light come through, or a little hole over here, a flash, that's how my facing up to my challenges was, because I would get a little glimpse here, a little glimpse there, and then i just shut it right down, see? But eventually, being in that marriage caused me to have to turn around and face myself because this guy also molested my child, okay? Uh. So I'm finding all of this out at, at, at uh, machine gun speed, and everything's hitting me. Why? Because I couldn't do you, anybody else, any darn good in my calling 
unless and until I turned around and faced the story that I thought was too true to tell. So the very things that we're stuffing, it's almost like there's a cosmic uh, neon sign on our behinds asking for some more of that in our lives. Wow. Uh, it's kind of crazy how you had to go through that situation and face it for such a long time. And it was awful. Yeah, and uh, I, and then coming to uh, that position that you did, and then learning that you needed to uh, be in that situation, uh, or mentally, and understand exactly what happened. Uh, that sounds so challenging, especially for uh, an ongoing situation of sixteen years. And right. it seems that at the end. Um, you made a decision? Yes. Yes, I did. But let me tell you what's deep about what you just said. It gets deeper than that, my friend. Hmm. I was studying psychotherapy. So I went through a master's program in psychotherapy, substance yada, yada, yada. I'm in the middle of this. These dynamics I'm learning playing out in my life every single day, and I still didn't see myself on the pages of those textbooks. How's that for deep for you? That's, wow. how, dynamic, that's how, how deep our denial can be. But when, you, but when you think about it, if you're not dealing with the trauma and you're in denial about it, it's like wearing glasses with mud on them. Everybody can, you, that looks at you sees the mud, but you think you're seeing clearly. So if you're seeing through all of this trauma and you're not really seeing reality, then you're not making any decisions in your life that are based on truth. You're making all the decisions in your life, relationships, career, everything, based on the dirty sunglasses you're wearing. Huh. But the bad thing was somebody tried to tell you, you got mud on your glasses, you go off on them. Ain't nothing wrong That's with true. Yada, yada. You know what I'm saying? And so, so you can't make a decent life decision as long as you are blinded by the denial that comes with the stories you think are too true to tell. So part of it comes from shame. Part of it comes from trauma. Part of it comes from denial. And it all kind of like leans in and then puts us into this um, type of person who's got our guards up, who's cautious about every single move we make, who's who finds it extremely difficult to go and open up to other people. I mean, when yeah. I'm just think, naming that off, it kind of reminds me of just society as a whole nowadays. Like, we're not at a time where people go up and wave to their neighbor and say hi anymore. We're at anymore. a time where a lot of people just kind of go off and close off their doors and kind of hide and stay in their own lane and not really communicate yes. with the people around them. So, yeah. I mean, if we're kind of in that kind of phase, this has got to be affecting not just a few people here and there. This has got to be affecting a lot of people. Absolutely, absolutely. And the problem is that we don't recognize that's the state we're in. So all of the things that you described, those become what we think are our personalities. Here's stuff like, hey, I'm Italian, or I'm this and I'm that, and so my temper, blah, 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 blah. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> we, this, this, 
I call it Frankenstein mentality. You know, Frankenstein was just a piece of glitter, conglomerate of a bunch of dead bodies. So we're taking on all of that trash from everybody that ever did us wrong. And we think that's who we are. But see, that's what I'm trying to bring, bring home here, is that we think that's who we are. We honestly do, and we're really not all of that. I always tell my clients, and when I do speaking engagements, I say, your greatest power resides in the truth of who you are. Know that truth. And the you that you think you are might be just a fake out of a conglomerate of all the wrong you've ever been through, and you have to work through the stories you think are too true to tell to get down to who you really are. And within that knowledge, within that place, is your greatest power, whether it's in the marketplace, relationships, whatever it is, in that resides your greatest power. I I can definitely see what you're saying. Like when I reflect back to like my early 20s, I saw myself – and through some muddy glasses too, and I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm successful. I'm, I sold cars. I made a lot of money doing sales. I know oh, they all gotta this read business the book, stuff. Boy. They gotta read the book. Yeah, they gotta read the book, boy. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. I'm like at the top of my game. Everything's going fine. Uh, right. Um, I'm like this powerful person. And then like the reality is like none of that was actually true. It was just all in my head and it was all this facade that I was just repeating to myself. And I tried to keep on that facade as long as possible. And the facade just started to like reality started to break away from that facade. And next thing you know, I'm not paying my electricity for six months. Next thing you know, I'm getting an eviction notice. Next thing you know, I'm showering in the dark. Next thing you know, I'm calling my mom and saying, oh, you know what? I'm going to go live off under a bridge somewhere. She's calling my grandma. My grandma's coming and picking me up. And then I'm still like, okay, do I hold on to this facade? Do I let go? What am I supposed to do? Because I'm like, I don't know. This is my entire identity or what I think my identity is that I'm holding on to, which is all made from BS, and then I'm just sitting here and going, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, everything's all falling apart. And it yeah, took me months, power, but- months, and months uh, until I finally oh, was yeah. able to go and admit to my friends and go, hey, look, I'm yep. living at my grandma's house. I lost everything. Months. And that was the greatest <laughs> moment in your life, though. That was the greatest moment in your power of your career, though. That moment where you had to quit running that game on yourself. Okay. Yeah, and, it's and face crazy truth because... and let it out of your mouth. But see, people are going to have to read Ditch the Act, okay, to understand how the mindset you just described kept leading you in the business with some freaking shysters, okay? Yeah. You know, uh, see, a lot of that the, 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 where you wound up, where you had to face yourself and tell truth, was p- partially because you were with those blinders on, them glasses on, and you couldn't see that you were going in the business with shysters. But I'm not going to tell too much because you got to read Ditch the Act, you guys. Um, but that's how that happens. That's how it happens. But now, but see, this is the truth of it. Let's not throw the baby out with the bath water. Let's throw out the bath water and nurture the baby here. Yeah. All of those things that you said you thought you were, that you thought was a facade, that's who you are. That's your power. All of that was just misdirected and misguided. So so you didn't lose that talent, that special ability, the things that are especially you that led you into all of the good stuff when you turned around and faced yourself. 
It's just that now when you turn around your face yourself, you're going to bring that good with you and be more powerful in a more positive way. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And it was so weird because I had all these fears built up inside of me where I was like, oh, I'm going to go tell my friends that I'm broken, I'm living with grandma, and I lost everything, and they're going to go and mock me and ridicule me and call me a loser. Then I tell my friend Josh, and he's like, oh, you moved down there? Oh, let me come with them, Evelyn, and come pick you up. And then they pick me up, they drive like 30 miles, they... they Drive back to LA. They take me out. We go and have a great time. They pay for everything. Great I'm like, support. What the hell just happened? <laughs> see? Yeah. See, had yourself fooled because of those glasses and the mindset that you had. See, and none of that was reality. That was your reality because that's what your mind was telling you. But that didn't change truth and reality outside of that. Does that make any sense? Yeah, that makes tons of sense. Yeah, so all your friends yeah, really yeah. just want to go out there and help you. They don't want to go and mock you and ridicule you. It's like, that's not a good right. friend. Right, yeah. right. And really, you know, you would the woman that you're married to now, you know, I can see a lot about people just by looking at their pictures. So I've never met either one of you guys. But that's a very special, tender, and dear woman. And in the condition you were in before, you wouldn't have seen that. No, you no. wouldn't have been able to Never. embrace that. Why? Because you had all that cut off in your own self. Yeah, very you true. You wouldn't have seen the true you because you wouldn't have been presenting the true you. The you you had to be in order to realize that positivity in the, in your life, the woman you're married to. Do you That's see what I'm a, saying? So, yeah. so, so she deserved better than who you thought you were. Does this make sense? Right? Yeah, it makes yeah, a ton of sense. Right, right. Uh, um, we we could hop back to the topic after a commercial break, and then we could talk a little bit more about that. Uh, if you want to go find uh, Dr. Williams, uh, go to whoseapple.org. That's W-H-O-S-E, apple.org. And you can find me at Mr. Leonard Kim, and we'll be back after this commercial break. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to The Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Do you believe that being fit is difficult? Do you think it requires turning in your favorite comfort foods for boring chicken and broccoli and spending hours in a gym? It doesn't. Tune into Have It All with Devin Alexander. Devin and her guest experts will show you how you can have it all at any age, from relationships to money to thinking bigger than you've ever imagined. Devin will fast-track your goals to yummy reality. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel.
This is Grow Your Influence Tree. To reach Leonard Kim or his guest, call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop a line by email to hello at leonardkim.com. Now, back to Grow Your Influence Tree. Hey everyone, Leonard Ken back here with Dr. Linda Williams and we've been discussing tons of different things like the uh, fear and the trauma and the emotions that kind of go on with putting on a mask and hiding our feelings and then putting on these dirty sunglasses that really give us a, uh, miscon- <coughs> a, a dirty perception of really what's going on in reality and a few personal stories that went along with that. And then the topic of Angie came up, uh, my wife. Uh, you were mentioning a few things about Angie? Y'all, yeah, she's so precious, man. I, I <laughs> and Like I told everybody, I don't know either one of you. It, this is the first time I've ever heard your voice, you ever heard mine. But I'm just going through your Twitter feed. And she's very special. And what I pick up is that she's a very feeling person. There's a really deep, true sweetness to this woman that's just so a part of who she is that she can't help but do anything different than be who she is. And I was just telling you before, you know, we went and break that you as the person that you thought you were in the past weren't what she deserved. You were everything she deserved in reality, but you didn't know that man. And until we know that woman and that man as God created us, the truth of who we are down under what life has twisted us into, then we will never be able to find true purpose and meaningfulness in our careers, in our lives, and in our relationships. And I'm just so happy to see that you all have found each other, Leonard. Oh, thank you so much. Like, when I really think about, like, our core essence, we kind of stem from who we were as children, and we just get a lot of baggage and a lot of experience tossed on top of that. And then when I think about Angie, and I kind of go back to who she could have been as a child, I always picture, like, this little girl who's, like, running up to everyone and saying, hi, would you like to hug and like maybe like giving someone a flower and just being like the sweetest person in the world then you fast forward to today and she still has those core elements where she just wants to love she just wants to give she just wants to have like feel appreciated and spread love and then like you know life gets in the way there's struggles there's finances there's people saying horrible things there's horrible employers and there's all these different things that go on and then we kind of all get distracted from being who we truly are meant to be and like me i'm like that little kid who was like running around playing on the jungle gym didn't really know what the hell he was doing but just wanted to just (laughs) go around and just go and do things anyway and just fall over himself and i'm just like hi yeah i butt my head and i'm crying because i got lost and then like when, when you think about these two different types of kid personalities fun loving uh a loving woman who wants to go out there and spread love and share and give flowers to everyone. But the little kid, he's like running around and just wants to be loved and hugged and just has like nowhere, no idea what he's doing. Like, it's like mm-hmm. the perfect match. <laughs> so it works in reality yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. And see, all of the things that you described about her, like I said, I've never met her. I see that in her. I yeah. see that in her. And see, that's what you 
that's what, and you guys, we're talking business here, but this is what I do. We, we, we aren't chasing symptoms. We're cutting straight to the core of what's going to keep you authentic in your business, your life, and your careers. What Angie is, the things you see in her, those are the things that we have to guard at all costs. The things that you deal with out of people in your workplace, all the disappointments, and you got this challenge and that life challenge, it, the easiest thing in the world to do would be to become the wrong that is being done to you. That's the easy way out. I'm not going to let them miss it. So now everybody in your life becomes the bad guy. Because of what Joe Blow did to you in 1960 freaking two. See what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and the hard, that's the easy way out. But the thing that helps you to maintain your authenticity, whether you're running into these challenges in the workplace or in a work relationship, a love relationship, your life in general, you have got to guard your heart at all costs and maintain the truth of who you are in the middle of it. Because it's the easy thing to do to retaliate, you know, get jaded, you know, get get to the point where ain't nobody else ever going to do that to me again. Now you got a chip on your shoulder everybody can see but you, okay? And everybody's relating to you from that chip they see on your shoulder, and you're trying to figure out why you're so misunderstood. I'm doing air quotes. Misunderstood all the time, see? And so the very things you see, and you said childhood, and that's where you begin to find traces of the truth of who you are before life started twisting you up. And that you can relate to that in her tells me a lot, Leonard, about how much healing you've done within yourself. Yeah, and I know from what you just said that I'm not fully healed because there are still times when I want to go out there and I'm like, oh, I got to go get back at this person. And both Angie and Ryan will hold me back and, like, stick logic into my head. And I'll be like, right. okay, you're right. But then also at the other side of the situation, like, um, Angie's, uh, Angie's a wonderful, amazing person who's so capable of so many things that she could go out there and make a amazing things happen but then there's just some times where she just doesn't even like believe in herself and it's like yeah. how could you not believe that you're such an amazing person you've done so much to get to where you are today you have so yeah. many stories and it's time for you to really own it and, and I I think she's just having so much fear of like you know kind of like letting the truth that's too true to be told to kind of get out there when she thinks it might hold her back from opportunities when really what it's going to do is kind of empower her to make her go out there to a new height. And um, some days she's like super on it and then like I'm just amazed with how much passion and enthusiasm that she has for life and other days mm -hmm. like she's scared and sometimes I don't know what to do to really help her feel that confidence that she should be carrying around because of the type of person she is well can i give you some i'll give you a couple of suggestions in that regard first of all i want to point out that in what you just said you have demonstrated the importance of what i call in my book truthful trusted others truth 
truthful, trusted others in your life as you move through this process of becoming more and more authentic. You have to have people in your life that you can trust it has your best interest at heart. You don't guess. You don't wonder. They have demonstrated that they have your best interest at heart. And they have to be able to take the blowback when you tell them truth you don't want to hear. There's usually an emotional blowback. You don't need anybody in your life who's going to take the blowback and shriek back. You need somebody that's going to let you trip and then come right back with the truth at you. So you and Angie and Ryan, between y'all, you have a group of truthful, trusted others. Now, with respect to her journey to healing, the frustration you feel out of love for not knowing exactly how to make that happen, all you can do is be a truthful, trusted other, and the work is hers to be done. She's going to have to, everybody, each of us has to walk through that process ourselves. I'm going to suggest that if any of your listeners out there are finding the same dynamic in their lives, it's really important that uh, you have a a coach or a mentor or something along with your truthful, trusted others. Uh, for me as a coach, what I do is what is it you want to accomplish? Okay, now I'm the cheerleader, the accountability partner. I'm going to make sure you do it so when those mindsets come up, you don't get to skirt that. We're going to deal with it in the freaking moment because it's going to hold you back. So just understand that your frustration with that is okay because you love her, but also understand that it's okay to watch her walk that path that she only can walk. Does that? I hope that helps. Yeah, that that helps a lot. But I, I guess it's just my nature when someone calls me about a problem, I'm just spewing off solutions immediately, and I think it's just Sometimes kind of like that, that personality. Yeah, where it's yes. just like, I got to yeah. go hop in, and I think I got to put that away. <laughs> okay, well, this is another baby with the bathwater. We're not going to throw out the baby with the bathwater while they're here. We're going to throw out the bathwater. We're going to nurture this baby. That part of who you are is authentic and real, and it's powerful. Okay, but any time that we have these authentic, real, and powerful aspects of our personality, as long as we can leverage them as we need to leverage them, and they're not running us. You don't want it to run you, okay? You need to have the discernment to know when in the moment, I'll say, for instance, if it's a man and a wife and she's going through that and having a bad day, you have to discern when you need to just listen. You understand what I'm saying? So that yeah. your propensity to jump into this fix-it mode is not running you. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? You need yeah. to be able to control and leverage that at will. That's that's the baby with the bathwater methodology. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it makes a ton of sense. And it's uh, taking that natural instinct and just uh, resisting that urge to just go and follow through. And uh, it's certain, just taking that extra second certain, to think. Right. Right, right, right. I mean, and then, you know, even with Angie, it might be time where she really needs you to jump into that mode, right? Yeah. But there may be times when she just has a bad day and just needs her husband to listen. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? But you, when, 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 when that natural aspect of your personality is not just overrunning you and causing you to jump in at the wrong time, okay, then it's running you. But you go ahead and leverage that and understand how to 
pull it into play when you need to pull it into play. And that's the power of that aspect of your authenticity. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I, I'll, I'll just, I'll just hold my ground. I'll, I'll just stand down. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you just have to do that. Yeah. But huh. my book, though, whose apple is it anyway? That's a seven-year and six-day days it took me to write that book, and it gives you two tools, actual actionable steps that you take that walk you through this jungle. These are powerful steps. They actually work. I could not write a book, self-help book, that tells you the obvious, skim over the surface, and then leave you pie in the sky perplexed as to, wait a minute, what does this mean where the rubber meets the road? So if anybody wants those tools, just go to whoseapple.org, click on the book tab, tutu to tell, and whose apple is it anyway, you can get them off my website. Well, I'm going to be going and picking up a copy of Whose Apple Is It Anyway because I definitely want to read more about your compelling story. And there's just so much that you kind of went over with us on the radio show already, and it just makes me intrigued to really figure out and discover what more is in the book. And I'm excited to go and take a read through it. And if anyone's listening to the show, check out whoseapple.org and grab your copy as well. Yeah, look, can I tell you how proud I am to be asked to give you a blurb for Ditch the Act? I know I keep pushing that, but I just got to tell y'all, it's just real. Ditch the Act. I was honored to be able to give you two or three blurbs for, you know, for, you know, promoting the book. I, I really am. And I don't know how you're voting with on your Twitter account on that, but keep me in mind for the back of the book now. <laughs> I definitely I will. Uh, our, what, there. <laughs> our publisher told us that we'll probably get about 20 quotes on the inside of the book and six to seven on the back of the book. And I'm pretty sure that your quote, because it really stands out, fits somewhere into that mix. I just haven't. I think the publisher said that she's going to go in and figure out uh, first pass, which ones to really go in and um, consider. And, I mean, I, I really think that your quote, your blurb has been amazing, and Ryan thinks it's been amazing, too. And when I read it over, I'm like, wow, this is so powerful. And I really wanted to take a moment to really thank you for that because it, re it was really authentic and heartfelt, and it really meant a lot yeah. from what you said. I meant it. I meant every word. And if that's translated in what I wrote, then hallelujah, mission accomplished, mission successful. Uh, thank you so much. Well, if anyone's out there wants to go and follow Linda or Dr. Williams on social media, it's the same. It's Who's Apple. You could also go to whosapple.org and pick up a copy of her book and learn more about these tools. Or maybe even find her as a psychotherapist or as an executive, uh, as someone who could potentially be your executive coach. Uh, if you need help with personal branding, you kind of know where to find me. Uh, we have this cool <laughs> book coming out. This the act that's uh, happening over at the end of October. So make sure to pre-order a few copies. Tell your friends. Maybe they could make good Christmas gifts. Who knows? You could also just buy it and just toss darts at, at it too. You can make a cheap dartboard. Anything works. <laughs> but anyways, we wanted to thank everyone so much for tuning in to another episode of Grow Your Influence Tree. It was a pleasure speaking with all of you again. And um, we hope that you have an amazing week this week. Yay! 
Thank you for making us part of your week. Listen for Grow Your Influence Tree with Leonard Kim every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Stand out, stand apart, and become a top influencer. We'll see you here next week.